This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly message podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's message. Well, hey, New Life. It's good to be with you in this space of doing online services as we just continue making our way through the reality of COVID. It's a long journey, and I've been on those before. At the start of this year in January, my family and I jumped in the car and we said goodbye to the life we were living in Canada and began the journey to California. And that was a long drive. That was a long journey. And I remember every day it would happen, I would hear this voice, one of the voices from the back seat, just ask the simple question, are we there yet? Are we there yet? And every day I would just say like, no, we're not there. Like we're still in the snow. Like we have to actually get into sunshine before we're even close. And, and yet they would ask, are we there yet? And I would just have to say at some point, hey, hey, you're going to have to be patient as we do this journey. And every day they'd ask the question and every day I would say, you got to be patient. And I would just hear in the backseat oh, and I would look in the mirror and I'd see eyes rolling and and what would strike me in that moment wasn't annoyance with my kids in the backseat. What, what I realized was, oh my goodness, I've become my parents. I'm now the one saying this thing. And, and my parents understood something and they told me that same thing. Hey, you're going to have to be patient. Because patience is something that we're all going to need in life. But man, it's not an exciting thing because patience implies waiting. And yet patience is one of the things we're told that God is going to give us in our lives through the Spirit at work in each of our stories. And these things that the Spirit wants to give us is what we're unpacking and spending some time looking at. These fruits of the Spirit, these life hack of the Spirit in our life, giving us the things that we need. And, and Paul talks about these. Paul, one of the early Christian leaders and one of his writings to the first Christians in Galatians 5, Paul says this. He says it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I mean, these are good things. And that's why we're spending some time in this season of COVID and sheltering in place, looking at them to say, okay, how can these things that are so good be produced in my life and help me thrive in life, even as we're struggling with how life is going. And what's great about these things is we don't have to manufacture them or produce them on our own, like by sheer willpower. Like it's just, I'm going to love more today, or I, I'm just going to be more joyful, even though I feel terrible. It's, it's not like that at all. What's, what's great about these things is that these are things that the Spirit of God will give us as we lean into Him. And invite him to work in our stories. I mean, when I think about that list, I think about those things. I think, man, I want those things for my life. Like, love? Yes, please. I, I would love to experience love more in my story. Both receiving it and sharing it with others. And, and peace? Oh, I so need peace in my life right now. And joy? Sign me up. And yet, then we come to this one fruit of the Spirit. This idea of patience and and I think like patience, I, I like the other ones. I don't know if I like this gift. It's almost like when you receive a gift, like you're a kid at Christmas or whatever, and you, you open up that one gift and you're like, socks, like who wants socks? And yet here's the thing. I, I think patience is a gift because patience implies 
something significant. We're not there yet. Like we're still on the journey. We're still in the waiting for the the things that God has for us, the things that he wants to lead us into, that there's something good coming and patience is what we need so that we can wait and in the waiting have power to say, okay, I trust you, God, with today because you've got something good for me coming down the road. There are some things that Jesus promised to us that help us make sense of why patience is such an important part of our journey in our lives today. And in one of the accounts of his life, written by his good friend John, John who writes one of these gospel stories, these good news stories of Jesus, he he records for us this conversation that Jesus was having with with John and some of his other friends, the first followers of Jesus. And, And Jesus is having this really deep conversation with them about life because he knows that in just a few moments, few hours he's going to the cross and things are going to get confusing and, and crazy and so he's trying to prepare them for what's coming and so this is what jesus tells them in john 14 he says these words he says don't let your hearts be troubled and trust in god and trust also in me there is more than enough room in my father's home and if this were not so would i have told you that i'm going to prepare a place for you And when everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be where I am. It's this beautiful promise that Jesus makes of a future that's yet to be found, a better day that's coming, that Jesus is preparing something for his followers that he's going to invite them into. That's the hope that any of us can have, no matter what our story is or our background or our history, that And when we find Jesus, he invites us into this hope of a new life with him. And the way we step into that new life that Jesus offers us is by trusting him with our lives, placing our faith in him. Like, Jesus, I I trust that you can do for me what I cannot do for myself, that you went to that cross to take my brokenness so that it no longer defines me, so that I can have the hope of forgiveness and restoration. And you came out of the grave to show me that new life was possible as I trust in you. And, and yet when we begin that journey of faith, we step into that new life. We haven't fully yet experienced it in all of its fullness. Not yet. And, and there's this beginning work of new life, this ongoing work of restoration that Jesus is doing in our lives every step of the way. And yet our ultimate hope is that it's not done yet. There's still a future day that's coming and it's going to be this great day that gives us hope as we're going through today. I mean, patience is a gift because it means that how things are today is not the whole story. And that's such good news because, I mean, could you imagine if today was all there was to the story? Like, like, could you imagine if this was as good as it gets? I mean, how sad would that be? That would mean that all we could look forward to from this point on is just a life of diminishing returns. And yet here's Jesus promising this hope of a better day. And patience is a gift because it means that how things are today is not the whole story. There's more to come. There's this promise of something great on the horizon. When my daughters are asking, are we there yet? Because we're in the middle of nowhere There's an expectation in that question because there's the hope of something on that journey that's yet to be found. And 
And I think that's the beautiful thing, what Jesus promises us. There's something good that I have for you. Don't give up today. Even in the waiting when it's hard, there's a better day that's coming. And, and yet as we anticipate the hope of something better that's coming, we, we still have to live through this day. And, and so Jesus also promised to give us support and power for our lives today. So in that same conversation he's having with his first followers, a little bit later on in John 14, Jesus says these words to continue to encourage them and, and give them hope for the life that they will begin to live. And, and he says, hey, if you love me, obey my commandments. What, what Jesus means is if you love me, if you truly know who I am, if you understand how good I am, how good I am to you, the good I want for you, then you'll trust me enough to listen to me when I talk to you about life. You'll obey me because you love and trust me. That the things I teach you and say to you, though you may not fully understand them, are always ever only for your good. And you'll say, okay, Jesus, I'll trust you with what you're calling me to. And he goes on and he says, then I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. And he is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and, and doesn't recognize him. But, but you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. And what Jesus is telling his first followers is you, you, you know the Spirit of God because you've seen the Spirit of God at work in my life. You already know him because you've seen him in me. And, and as I go away to prepare a future for you, I'm not abandoning you. I'm now going to give you the same Spirit of God who will come into your life and your story and empower you for life today. And, and this is the support and power that Jesus promises us, that His Holy Spirit would come and be a part of our stories, living within us, a part of the journey, giving us what we need for life today. And He calls the Holy Spirit an advocate. That's such an amazing idea. See, an advocate is somebody who stands with you and stands up for you. And when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, He's in your corner now, cheering you on, giving you power, helping you get through life and tackle life and chase after the life that Jesus has come to give you. And when the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, He begins His beautiful work. What Jesus says the Spirit will do will lead us into all truth. That when God shows up, it's like, the Holy Spirit begins to turn lights on for us and we begin to discover the reality of life and the truth of who God is and, and who we are. And, and it's this beautiful realization. Like we begin to discover some truths about ourselves that may, that may not always be comfortable, but there's a hope in that, that oh, this, there's a reason there's so much mess and brokenness in my story because I've done things that have caused harm and hurt and things have been done to me that have caused harm and hurt. And yet, this truth of God who's for me and loves me and has something better for me. And the Holy Spirit begins to lead us into transformation, calling us into better things, doing a work in our lives. And it's beautiful. And then He gives us what we need for our lives today, these fruits of the Spirit, so that we can have what we need to live the life we've been set free to live, this love that we need in our lives, this joy, this peace. And even this thing called patience, which is a gift He gives us so that we have the power today as we wait and hope for a greater day that's coming. 
and as important as patience is in our lives, it doesn't change the fact that waiting, waiting is hard. I mean, sometimes we can just feel stuck in life, right? Like stuck in the pain of what we're going through, stuck in the struggle, stuck in the challenges we're caught up in, stuck in what feels like an impossible situation. And man, waiting is hard. And so often we get hung up in the waiting, in the waiting, in the waiting, wondering what is going on. Those who wait on the Lord don't go anywhere. They don't move forward. They don't turn back. They wait. Wait for God to answer. Wait for the Father to provide. Wait for the Avenger to act. For the hurt to stop. For the door to open. But sometimes, in the waiting, in the stubborn trusting without seeing, we find an unexpected moment, and then another, an unreasonable peace, a surprising joy. A shocking sense that the answer matters less than being loved by the one we're waiting for. And so we worship in the waiting. And we wait a little more. So what is God doing in the waiting? and What can we do as we grab hold of this patience he wants to give us as we're in that place? See, I think it's important that we understand that like, patience isn't passive, as if while we're in the seasons of waiting, we just sit around twiddling our thumbs. Waiting doesn't mean we don't have something we can do. Because see, God's not passive in our waiting. God's at work in our lives because there's something that he wants to do in us. There's a story he wants to tell through our lives and the world around us. I mean, Paul talks about this in one of his other writings in Philippians 1. He says, hey, I'm confident of this, that this God who's begun a good work in you, oh, he's going to be faithful to complete it to the end of the story, to the end. And and that means that right now, even in the waiting, there's a work God is doing in your life. And patience is powerful because it allows us to participate in what God is doing today, right now, even as we're waiting. And see, patience allows you to participate in what God is doing, 
in your story. See, Jesus is preparing something for you. There's a, there's a beautiful day that's coming, but it's not just that he's preparing a future day for you. He's preparing you right now for that future he has for you. And maybe this time of waiting is a necessary step so he can do a deeper work in you in this season of waiting. Or maybe he wants to begin to deepen your character in this season or strengthen your faith. Like faith is like a muscle. It needs to be exercised. And the exercising of of muscles doesn't always feel good, but the end result, the strength that comes is an amazing thing. And so maybe in the season, he's deepening and strengthening your faith in him, helping you learn to trust him in the waiting. And maybe there's areas of your life that he's wrestling with you that he's wanting you to surrender to him more and more completely. Not because he's trying to take something from you, but he's trying to free you for something better. And man, if that's true, if that's what God is doing, then the worst thing we could do is try to short circuit the process of what he's doing in our lives today. Try to find some shortcut to get to that future he has for us sooner. There would be nothing worse than to bypass what God is doing and to try to step into that future he has for us only to find that we weren't ready for it yet. When my oldest daughter was two years old, we, we had just moved into a brand new apartment. And so we were going to begin that transitioning process of moving her out of her crib into her toddler bed. And so this was a new opportunity of freedom for her. And so one of our friends that was helping us move asked me, she said, Joel, do you think Indy knows how to open the door to the room yet? And I was like, I don't know. So I just asked her, I was like, I was like hey, Indy, can you open that door? And she just kind of looks up at me and goes, oh. And she walks over to the bedroom door, grabs the handle, opens the door, and then keeps going out into our living room and walks up to the apartment door, grabs that door, opens it, and begins to head out of the apartment out into the big wide world. And I'm kind of watching this going like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so I go and I grab a hold of her and I bring her back in and, and I, I sit her down and I talk to her as best I can as a two-year-old could maybe understand. And I say, listen, I love this sense of adventure that you have. I think that's something God is giving you, but, but you gotta slow down a little bit right now because if you go out into that world, it will eat you up. You're not ready for it yet. You've got to wait and grow up a little bit more. And so you know what I did? Because I love her and I want what's best for her, I took the lock on her bedroom door and I reversed it. So when we would put her down for bed at night, we would shut her bedroom door and I would lock her in her room. I know maybe you're thinking I'm mean to do that, but it wasn't meanness, it was kindness, it was love, it was protection, it was wanting to make sure that there's, a, there's waiting she needs to go through in life before she's ready. And, and it was funny, we would hear this every, every morning as we would wake up and we could just hear through the apartment, we'd hear this as she's knocking on our bedroom door and she would just say, let me out, let me out, let me out. And I think that's how it feels sometimes when we're in that waiting, like, like God, let, let me out. Let me step into the future you have for me. And yet maybe there's something God is doing that requires waiting. And this gift of patience is so amazing because patience empowers us to wait for what God is doing while we're in the waiting. 
And seeing in the waiting, patience isn't passive. Patience allows us to participate in what God is doing in our stories. And yet it can be frustrating. Sometimes it can feel so powerless to be in the waiting. And we think, well, what can I do? And we can sometimes just give up. And yet you are more powerful than you realize because the Spirit of God is in your life. There's always something you can do no matter how limited your life may feel. And so what can you do in the waiting? What can we do when sheltering in place? Do what you can with what you have right where you are. Let me just say that again. Do what you can with what you have right where you are. Because what if this time of sheltering in place is something God actually wants to use in your life? Like maybe he wants to use this time of waiting to strengthen the relationships in your life right now. I'm discovering this with Christy and I as we're going through this season together. Do you know it was about a year ago this time when we first connected with new life and began this conversation of are we each other's future and in saying yes to this thing that God was leading us to like we knew there was going to be challenges and and things that would be hard I mean it's hard when you you leave behind everyone you know and what you've done and the work you've done and you're starting all over again we knew that was going to be hard but what we didn't know was it was going to be this hard like it is so hard right now figuring out how do we become church with the rest of you and, and merge with the leadership of our church and discover what God is doing. And, and let me, I'll just be honest with you. There's times where Christy and I, we, we lie awake at night, just overwhelmed, crying out to God. It's, it's hard. And, and we're just saying, God, what do, you, what do you have for us? And yet what I'm seeing God doing between Christy and I in this time is, it's, it's causing us to lean in together. It's knitting us closer. And God's doing something really special in this time is we're saying, okay, we can't do everything we want to do, but maybe we can lean into each other and see God do something new. Maybe there's relationships in your life right now that God's like, don't waste this time. Lean into the people that you're sheltering in place with or reach out to the people around you. Sometimes making a phone call can seem like such a small thing, but let me tell you, it's not a small thing when you reach out to someone and you just say, hey, I just wanted to check in and see how you're doing. I care about you. I'm for you. Maybe what God wants to do is strengthen some of your relationships right now. Or maybe what God wants to do is, is to encourage you to partner with him in some areas of growth he wants to develop you in. Like, listen, we've got so much time on our hands, some of us. Let's not waste it. Maybe there's things that God wants to grow you in and understanding other people's lives right now. Like we're in a time of profound racial tension. Let's not waste the opportunity that we have while we're waiting to lean in and learn the stories that are going on all around us. Let's be willing to say, help me understand this ugliness of racism that's been such a long-standing history in our nation. Maybe if we could understand how systemic racism has kept people down for generations, we will grow in empathy. And when we step out of sheltering in place, we're that much more aware of how we can make life better together. Maybe that's what God wants to do in this season. But he's doing something, so let's not waste it. See, patience allows us to participate in what God is doing 
in our stories, even while we're in the waiting. And there's something else that patience allows us to do, to participate in. It's not just in our stories, it's in other people's stories. Like patience allows you to participate in what God is doing in someone else's story. I mean, have you recognized that there are people in your life that it just requires patience to, to know them and walk with them and do life with them? Because people are difficult. You know this because you look in the mirror and stare at someone who's difficult every day, just like I do. And patience is a gift we can give to the people around us when we receive it as a gift from God. I think one of the things that patience helps us do is, is share this hope that we have that we found in Jesus with the people around us. Because I don't know if you've ever desired for someone to, to just discover that same hope, to, to realize the faith they can have in Jesus if he shows up in their story and you want it so badly for them. But there's just times of disappointment because it just seems like they don't want it or they don't seem to get it the way you get it. And, and we can lose patience with them. And I think we can make a couple of mistakes when we don't have patience with people in our story, especially people we want to introduce to Jesus. I think one of the mistakes that we make is in, in, our, in our passion, we can become too zealous and, and kind of go uber Jesus on them. And we just kind of like attack them with Bible verses, thinking somehow that's going to make them go, wow, this, this sounds so great. And, or, or we go the opposite direction and we lose patience. And so we give up any hope of wanting to be a part of their story because what's the point? That's how it can feel. And, and yet neither of these are very effective in sharing the hope that we found in Jesus. Because our faith is never meant to be an imposed faith on other people. As if somehow we could force what we found in Jesus onto another person. Never is it meant to be that. Our faith in Jesus is meant to be a persuasive faith. Something that's attractive because of His love at work in our lives, transforming us and then flowing out from us to the people around us. And see, one of the first things that we're told love is, is that love is patient. And so to walk in patient love with another person is a powerful way of having life-changing influence in their story. I mean, I think if we just stop and think about that, that's what we've experienced when people have been patient with us in our stories. I mean, stop and think about your own journey. If you call yourself a follower of Jesus, stop and think about the people that were instrumental in your journey, helping you find this faith in Jesus and helping you grow in your faith in Jesus. How were they toward you? I bet if you reflect on that, on the significant people in your life, you'll pause and realize they were really patient with you patient with you in your journey, patiently walking with you in all of your mess and brokenness as they loved you toward Jesus. And see, this is the patience that the Spirit produces in our lives. And it's not a passive thing, not at all. And patience allows us to walk with other people wherever they're at in their journey, to walk with them in their mess and their brokenness and keep loving them toward Jesus, just like others have done for us. And just like Jesus continually does for us. Now see, patience is a powerful gift that God gives us so that we can participate 
and what he's doing in our lives, in our stories, and the stories of other people, even in the waiting. So what is God up to in your story today? I mean, Jesus promises to give us his spirit who will produce all sorts of beautiful things in our lives, things that will continue to set us free to become the men and women we long to be, the men and women he created us to be. He gives us things like love and joy and peace and even this thing called patience. And so if it's lacking in your life right now, reach out and ask him to give it to you. When you lack the fruit, look to the root. Ask him for patience so you can participate in what he's doing in your life today in the waiting. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. You can find more information about New Life, including contact information at newlifepetaluma.org. Thanks for listening.